Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 21 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can freely read your word and worship you. May we hear the message you desire us to learn today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Matthew 21 leads us to the first Palm Sunday in history. Palm branches were a symbol of joy and victory in days past. They were often waved and then laid down in front of kings and conquerors. So it was fitting that the people celebrated Jesus as their king, their victor, in this way too. Our passage tells us Jesus came to the people riding on a donkey. The Amplified Bible defines a donkey as a beast of burden. Jesus, the one who would carry our burdens, was riding on a beast of burden. It amazes me when I see yet another example of God working in the details. And it reminds me he is working in the details of our lives as well. It reminds me nothing goes without notice. We matter to him. Just think about where you have recently been able to see God working in the details of your life. Later in this chapter, Jesus speaks to a fig tree and it withers in front of the disciples. They are bewildered and can hardly believe what they are seeing. Jesus' reply is something for us to meditate on today. He said, truly, I say to you, if you have a firm, relying trust and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever you ask for and pray, having faith and know, really believe, you will receive. So is there an area that you need to receive that kind of faith today? Let us pray and believe for what we ask for, because Jesus said, we will be granted it. It's this kind of faith we see displayed in Acts. Let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 1 today. Paul is continuing his travel to Jerusalem, even though he knows he will be taken captive there. He has been given this information through the Holy Spirit and has been confirmed by prophetic utterance as well. His people begged him not to continue, but he moved on just as his duty was to do so. His entrance into the city looked like a peaceful one. He was encouraged to go through the seven-day purification process with four other men. He did this, and then close to the end of his purification, a riot broke out. Interestingly, God provided for this last purification before he is beaten and brought to prison. God is gracious, even in this difficult situation. Paul is assaulted so badly that guards had to apprehend him just to prevent him from being killed by the crowd. He is accused of speaking against the law that some desperately wanted to maintain. As we know, he and his disciples had gotten together to determine what to tell the Gentiles with regard to circumcision. They agreed this didn't need to happen but did require they do other things, such as stay away from drinking the blood of animals and other things. It is interesting to take note how people can be incited to kill others when their 
rules, laws, or customs are changing. Change. It is difficult. May we pray against such anger in ourselves as we see change happening around us. We will see what happens to him as we read future chapters. Let's take a look at Joseph and his plight today in Genesis chapter 41. God is at work in every detail, in all the future details as well. Pharaoh has a dream that disturbs him. Well, he actually has two dreams in one night that trouble him, and no one can interpret them. The butler now recalls how Joseph interpreted his dream and told Pharaoh about him. This is two years after the butler had been set free from prison. Of course, Pharaoh wants to know what his dream meant, so he sent for Joseph. Joseph, his response demonstrates his belief and faith in God once again as he tells Pharaoh that God will interpret his dreams for him. Joseph gives Pharaoh the interpretation and tells him there will be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. He also tells him that it is coming soon. He gives him an extremely detailed plan of how to survive the coming famine. Pharaoh saw that God was with him and made him in charge of the plan in his whole household. He considered Joseph an extraordinary man with extraordinary gifts. In fact, he says, there's no one equal to Joseph. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in front of a king and being told there is no one like you? First, this is how God sees you. There is no one like you. And secondly, only God could have done this. Only God could have orchestrated a plan such as this to take a prisoner and put him in front of a king and then exalt him. God used all those years to provide wisdom, discernment, and knowledge that Joseph needed to be the Pharaoh's right-hand man. God gave him honor, gifts untold, and even the Pharaoh's daughter. He was given leadership of all of Egypt, and he served the country and Pharaoh well. Well, the famine had been widespread even to Joseph's homeland. In chapter 42, his father Jacob sent his half-brothers to Egypt to buy grain. This is such a great story because it pierces our hearts. We love a rags-to-riches story, a true hero's journey such as this one. Joseph sees and recognizes his brothers, but they do not recognize him. He puts them in jail for three days. Interestingly, Joseph was 30 years old when he first stood before Pharaoh. Well, I love looking at numbers and patterns, and these numbers are significant because Jesus, he was 30 years old when he started his ministry, and he was in the ground for three days when he arose. Just something to notice as we read through this chapter. Even though his half-brothers didn't recognize Joseph, Reuben said that the catastrophe before them was because they had done wrong by Joseph in the past. We see that Joseph has required the brothers to leave one brother in prison and go get his full-blooded brother, Benjamin. If they did this, Joseph's accusation that they were spies would be forgiven. They returned home, but his father Jacob would not let them take Benjamin back. He couldn't survive another death, not the death of his last son born to him by Rachel. So they stayed home, at least for the time being, we will continue to read more of our story tomorrow. In Psalm 21, King David praises God with the highest of praise. And I want to point out that many people who come to power become arrogant and feel like they are deserving of their power. They start becoming independent of the one who put them there. But not David. 
In verse 5, he writes, His glory is great because of your aid. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him. King David knows exactly who anointed him king, and he never forgets it. He writes that he is exceedingly joyful in God's presence. He doesn't write that he is joyful as he is lording over people. His joy is found in God's presence. We can follow David's example here and find joy in the presence of God. Whatever our circumstances are, God has made a way for us to sit with him, sit in his presence, the presence of almighty God and creator of the universe. It is our privilege to do so. I hope you take a little time and meditate on this. Sit in God's presence today and every day. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for making a way for us to behold your glory and sit in your presence. May we experience the love you shower us in every day. Remind us to take time to be with you for you are our true joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.